In these past, uh, this past month, we've heard two of the greatest uh, parables Jesus ever had. Now, after listening to Jesus, the disciples asked a favor this week. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus says, if your faith were great, you could tell a bush to be uprooted, planted in the sea, and it would listen to you. Well, I know I can't do that. No one else can either. So Jesus is using a little hyperbole here, but he's kind of jabbing at the apostles. You guys are slow to believe. Because if you had the faith of a small little mustard seed, you could do this. But they weren't. It's all about trust in God. I know I have some trust issues with God. I can think of a lot of things that I don't want to do for God if he asked. And I would really struggle. I don't want to be a missionary. I don't want to go off to a foreign country. I love my creature comforts here. I might ask to do some new things. Maybe I need the same favor of the apostles. I need more faith, Lord, help. It all starts with doing what we're supposed to do first, really. What did Jesus say? Do what's commanded of you. And what's commanded of us? The law of Moses. That's the basic standard for us. Do those things. Do unto others. It's the minimum we do. Then you can go eat and drink. Faith, what is it? It's not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a relationship. We experience it in relationship. It starts with our parents, have relationships with them. Then there's the spousal relationship. We learn to grow in that. Friends, the God relationship. We need it. Faith answers the question, why we do what we do. Who we trust. We all have different experiences in our lives. We've been betrayed, and we have probably betrayed. I know we betray God every time we sin. That's what sin is. Betraying the relationship. We have an opportunity to have a relationship with Christ. It was not always like this. Think about living in the Old Testament days. They did not have a personal relationship with the Creator. It was a communal relationship. They lived and died as a nation. They were blessed and punished as a nation. All of them together, the good and the bad, they got the same. Habakkuk, our first reading, is lamenting that today. What did he say? How long, O Lord, I cry out, but you do not listen. All I see is ruin and misery. So God replies to Habakkuk. The answer has its time, he says. It presses on to fulfillment. It will not disappoint. It may delay, but it certainly will come. They still had 500 years before the Savior was born. It's a long time. God works slowly, often. But Jesus came in the flesh. And that's the answer they were looking for. 
we. I think we cry the same laments sometimes. Things can look bad, but we're still here. World war, civil war, terrorism. Are we crying the same thing? Where are you, Lord? Where are you? Do you care about us? But I think we know we're still here. God does care about us. When will all be put right, Lord? And we have the same answer as Habakkuk. It presses on to fulfillment. It's not going to disappoint. That's what God says. It will never disappoint. But it will come. And the answer to the disciples' question of more faith has always been time and patience and waiting. That's what builds faith. We're this close to our yearly waiting period of Advent where we learn to settle down a little bit. God's on the way. We live in immensely better times than they did in the Old Testament. Faith can be a very intimate thing now. It wasn't back then. We have the understanding that God can be a personal God. They didn't think like that back then. I can't imagine. I like it when we have a personal God here where we can go to. Such an important thing. In baptism, which we're about to celebrate again, that's where we get it. The personal God comes to us, indwelling us in the Holy Spirit. The promise fulfilled in us. See, Habakkuk, his faith was eroding that day. God, are you out there? How often have we said or thought that? What is an increase of faith? It always comes with an increase of love. How do we love? How do we love? That's the important thing. See, faith sees goodness of the Lord in good times and in bad times, as marriage in 50 years has shown us what an example. Faith sees goodness in nature. Faith sees the love of neighbor. Problem with us as humanity, we've always had this little problem of self-discipline, inability of it sometimes. That's not changed since the time of the ancients. And we're not far from that yearly training that we build up, like I said. We patiently wait for the return of God and the final fulfillment of the scriptures as promised. On a later note, next weekend our faith will be tested again at the 8.30 Packer game. I hope it's not tested. We used to be a, that used to be a test for me, but not anymore. I know they're going to win or they're going to lose without me. Whether I'm there, doesn't matter. I went to Saturday Masses almost exclusively, so I had my first test when I was in the pews. I said, I'm going to this Saturday night Mass because even if the Packers had a playoff game, and they did, I said, I'm not going to have this conversation with God at the judgment seat that you chose me over the Packers. We don't want to get into that boat ride. Besides that, next Sunday... Probably a top two gospel. It's the roadmap to heaven. We absolutely need to hear it. The story of the ten lepers. 
I can't think of a more important story with the exception of when Peter made his confession of faith. Who do you say that I am? You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. That gave us our answer to heaven too. But what one leper did provides the roadmap for heaven, one of the parts we need. It's an absolute must. That gospel next Sunday, the healing, it paves the road, and it's important for us to listen to it and to hear why. I'll write about it in the bulletin article. Why? Because not everyone comes to my mass. And, uh, but I hope uh, um, the Packers don't become an idol next week. There is such a thing as recording, too. I also want to um, just caution one more time about Ian. I know people want to uh, donate to Ian, but I uh, also know that scammers are going to be coming out of the woodwork in the next coming uh, weeks. So it's an important thing. The church always wants to help, and Catholic Charities has been on the ground there ever since. Um, so there's uh, two, uh, two ways. You can always go to Catholic Charities USA. We'll hear it in the announcements. The uh, Red Cross is also that. Don't go on falling for something on the internet. Um, there's always going to be people wanting to exploit us, Christians especially, because we got big hearts. Don't fall for it. Stay with the uh, stay with the people, the old reliable ones, Catholic Charities, Red Cross. You'll do great with those things. And I also want to take the time to. Oh, just every six months, someone breaks in my uh, computer, not in my computer, but they uh, use my uh, email and solicit money in the form of gift cards. Don't fall for it, please. It's happened too often, you know. The bishop, all the church people, they get people asking for money in their name. I will never do that. I would never ask for a gift card of Google Play or Target? No, we asked for money. That's what we have the uh, capital campaign is for. Um, we are doing that. I will certainly be uh, doing that, but it's going to be in five-year installments or whatever. It will not be in play cards. We don't do that as the church. But we do ask the, uh, um, that this is the time for the uh, capital campaign. So... We will be asking for that, but don't fall for the scammers. I don't know what kind of uh, tricks they got in the future, but I'm sure they're going to adapt when their old tricks don't work anymore. Always be on your guard. 